The Tories are doing everything possible to lose North Shropshire. Can the Lib Dems really pull it off? Welcome to the Lib Dem podcast. Hello and welcome to the Lib Dem podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. We have had a little bit of a break because believe it or not, we've had real jobs to actually get on with as well. But we are delighted to welcome back uh, Helen Morgan, who is our candidate in the Shropshire by-election because... Wow, Helen, you must have had an incredible few weeks because we're going to get all into everything. But first, I think the first question is, how are you doing, first of all, Helen? Yeah, all right, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's very intense. Um, it's quite tiring. And it's, at times it's been quite cold. <laughs> but um, it's going, it's, it's really enjoyable. It's a, certainly an experience and uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And before we get into the, the whole rest of the interview, I should just learn out, my name is John Potter. I am the leader of the Preston Lib Dems and the Lib Dem podcast is done entirely by volunteers. And thank you to everyone who listens to us and you can follow everything to do with the podcast at, at Lib Dem Pod. And a special thanks to all those people that give us a little bit of money every month on the Patreon account that helps keep the podcast going. We really appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you very, very much. Um, so, Helen, last time we spoke, you weren't the candidate. Obviously, we knew uh, Owen Patterson had just stood down. It was kind of like breaking news as that happened. And I suppose from that point onwards, it's been full on for you, has it? Yeah, yeah. So the, there's kind of obviously a stage where you have to apply to be the candidate and a, a fairly intensive process to go through there. Um, so that was the sort of first week and a half of, of, of the process for me, as well as turning up to various car parks with a boot full of leaflets. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so that was the first week. And then as the campaign teams kind of got into place, it's become more and more organised and less chaotic. I mean, equally busy, but um, with with less chaos. I would say that first weekend was quite uh, quite chaotic. But we did a, super, a superb job. I'm not going to take the credit for it. The team in Shropshire did a superb job that first weekend. We got about 10,000 leaflets out with less than 48 hours notice so you know it was it was brilliant from the start really and I think one of the things that certainly came across right from the start is that team Shropshire were like no we want to go for this this is we we this is our chance to really put our foot forward yeah I mean I think we've always felt that we've underperformed a bit at the polls I think we feel like we have a core liberal vote here that we haven't kind of managed to sort of you know activate and um, this is a golden opportunity with a bit of extra resource behind us to, to, to do that. So and if, if we look at where we, did, where we came in 2019, um, we got 10% and we'd, we'd you know, struggled with some of the issues with the printing ele election workshops. And obviously we weren't a target seat because this is a leave area. So we've always felt that you know, there's a good chunk of vote out there for us. And if we had a bit of a bit more, a few more boots on the ground and a bit of time behind us, we could mobilise it. So we're really keen as mustard to get a good result here. And we should just point out to all our, our listeners and viewers that you're actually at HQ. So HQ is <laughs> just outside of web. So if you hear some background noises going on, that is actually a good sign because that means that an active HQ is going. Um, and I, we'll talk a little bit about HQ in a second. But I think firstly, I think for, for some people, Helen, the, the point I want to know a little bit about yourself. So who, who is Helen Morgan? Well, I've always lived in the Midlands. I've only been in Shropshire for about eight years, um, but I grew up near Nottingham in a quite similar sort of area to this really sort of farming South Nottinghamshire. And, uh, and then my parents moved over to Stone because of my dad's job. So that's the kind of West Midlands bit and they're still there. Um, I've got a history degree 
I trained to be an accountant in London and then my husband and I moved back here about eight years ago just because we wanted to be you know out of the rat race really I guess um so we both work locally and it's it's just a lovely lovely place to live and I'm closer to my mum and dad and my sister now so so what got you into politics and what what kind of got you into to sign up to the Lib Dems well I'm probably quite a rare breed. So in 2015, I read all the manifestos because I was a bit dis- I'm historically a Labour voter, bit histor- bit um, disillusioned with them after, you know, after a number of things that happened. I guess the war and yeah, and I found Ed Miliband a little bit off-putting. I guess so. I read all the manifestos and it was like a like a moment of enlightenment. So I should have always voted Lib Dem. I'm clearly a Lib Dem. Yeah. You know, it's my values, it's everything that speaks to me. So I voted Lib Dem for the first time in 2015. And then the day after the referendum, I joined the party because I just thought, you know what? I should have got involved. You can't win unless you get involved. So yeah. and yeah. actually it's interesting. So that's that's a that's a almost a meteoric rise for you from, <laughs> from joining the party in 2016 to suddenly being a uh, a candidate in a parliamentary by-election. It must be a you must think, where was I six years ago? Kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, so in 2019, um we had a we had a councillor here, well, next councillor here, who was a sort of um experienced campaigner, and he encouraged me to uh you know, become an approved candidate and, and and be the candidate in that election. So that happened in the summer before. We didn't know when the election was going to be and was really supportive of me. And unfortunately, he died last year. So we're really missing him, actually, in this campaign. He'd, he'd be so chuffed if he was here. Um, but, you know, by-elections just happen, don't they? You just It's just luck for me. I, you know, I'm just kind of happened to be in the right place at the right time. Hello, John from the Lib Dem podcast here. We are delighted to say that this episode is sponsored by Prater Reigns. Now more than ever, you need a professional-looking online presence and website. Prater Reigns have been helping Liberal Democrat campaigns succeed for 18 years. Their Lib Dem foci package combines a website, social media and email system to help Lib Dems win. You'll receive great support from real people, fair pricing and a huge range of features to choose from. Prater Reigns are already the bespoke developers for Lighthouse, Lib Dem Draw Online and the LD Directory. They combine a talented system design with an unrivaled understanding of our party, our data and our systems. To find out more, check out the Prater Reigns website at praterreigns.co.uk slash liberal-democrats. Let's, in case people have been living under a stone somewhere, which they might have been, so this by-election was caused because Owen Paterson was uh, breached the rules regarding uh, lobbying in terms of companies he was involved in as an MP, and then there was a whole scandal with the, the Tories seemed to want to try and cover up and change the rules, which made it ten times worse, and so then Owen Paterson resigned, hence we now have this by-election. Um we have 14 candidates. You are one of 14 candidates. And we have everything from a Boris Johnson impersonator right the way to the party party, who is based in Monaco, which, again, <laughs> very... Uh, again, by-elections throw up these kind of crazy situations. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I mean, it, it, now that it's up and running, I said, you. if anyone's not been to the Shropshire by-election, um, A... Get yourself there. We'll talk more about that later. But the HQ behind you is absolutely... Mad. We've, I've never known such a nice by-election HQ ever. Yeah, so we're lucky enough to have a member who runs a hotel and it's in a beautiful 15th century building. 
And then there are sort of function bar, a converted barn along the side, which is used for functions. And he's very kindly um, let us use that for HQ. And it is lovely. I'm sitting upstairs where it's quietest. Um, and all the background noise you can hear is all the people stuffing envelopes below me. Um, there's a big team down there today. We've got 14,000 envelopes to stuff. Um, and it's, yeah, it's very nice. But uh, so have you? Have you met any of the other candidates yet? I mean, there's a lot of controversy about the Tory candidate, which we'll get into when we talk about how it's feeling on the ground, but how, how are the other parties behaving or not doing anything? Um, it's quite quiet, I would say. Uh, we've seen a little bit of evidence of the Conservatives canvassing, but not in the certainly not targeting postal voters in the same, same way that we have, um, because they were going to different doors. Um, Labour have very few activists on the ground here um, and obviously you know they don't have they haven't had their leadership here they're clearly not treating it as a priority um, oh. yeah, so I've not seen much from the Labour guy and uh, ditto from all of the other kind of random random odds candidates. and sods kind yeah, of that turn up, yeah. greens we think are, co are sort of concentrating on Oswestry which is where they've got a couple of councillors yeah. So the Greens are basically protecting a patch that they have kind of locally. And because let's say I, I've been down twice. I've seen an odd green leaflet. I've been I've seen nothing from anyone else. Um, but let's let's take it back. So 2019, you stood as the parliamentary candidate. Now we came third in mm -hmm. that election. Now, like I say, caveats of 2019 was a very odd. And actually, if you remember that 2019 kind of came out of nowhere as well. We kind of thought, okay, an election might happen. Then it was suddenly like, right, we're going. So yeah. Labour did come second with 22% of the vote. We got 10% of the vote in third. Tories had a massive 62% yeah. uh, or 62.7. So they, it's a very comfortable majority for the Conservatives, which is probably why Labour aren't doing much in it. They've got other battles, whether that's going to be Leicester East or other by-elections that are, are probably coming their way. But it has meant in a sense that we've been given a, a shot to nothing with this, haven't we? We've got, we've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Yeah, I mean, in 2019, interestingly, we doubled our vote share. So we went from 5% to 10%. Um, and and Labour were going backwards in 2019. And then in the local elections this year, we came very clearly second. So I think Labour came fourth, in fact. Um, they just don't, I have no insight into what goes on in Labour, but they don't seem to have any capacity across the constituency. So they didn't field as many candidates as us. Um, and therefore, they've just got a much lower vote share. Um, so we're very clearly second this May. Um, and we did, a, you know, we did a good campaign in May. We canvassed a lot of doors. So I'm knocking on doors now where people recognise me. Um, and if not me, they've, they've had contact with somebody who was a council candidate. So, you know, it has, it has given us a good platform to, to move forward from. And, and, and May was a doubling again from, from 2019. So, and, and the other thing that's really noticeable is that Brexit really isn't coming up on the doors at yeah. all. Yeah, not one person mentioned it to me, actually. Not one. Yeah, I mean, I've, I reckon I've knocked on about 500, 600 doors and one person who was a Remainer has talked to me about it and I've had one um, leaver who wasn't very happy with the Lib Dems. And I, you know, I can't believe it's less than... You know, less than half a half a percent, really. And, and that's interesting because we talk, think about Cheshire and Amersham, where that was a heavily Remain area, and again, not many people mentioned it there either. So whether Brexit is not the de de uh, the deciding issue anymore, 
which might be actually quite useful. I mean, there'll be people that are disgruntled with the Tories for all sorts of different reasons. But again, on the doors in a in a leave vote because this was I, I can't remember what uh, North Shropshire. It's, you know, it's about sixty percent leave. Yeah. So it's not you know yeah it's strongly leave, but it's not ridiculously strongly leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the fact no one's mentioning it is very interesting. Yeah, I just don't think people think it's a live issue anymore. You know, get Brexit done. It's done. We've left, yeah. and now they want you know they want to be able to. Get get an ambulance when one can, when they need one, you know. Yeah. It's because it, that's certainly an issue that's got. I know it's on your on your leaflets. We've seen about you know. The, I mean, there's been so many things happening with the governments between social care, the ambulance services, even just or, or localized issues like the roads in Shropshire are absolutely horrendous and things like. That. There's lots of good campaigns for the Lib Dems to sink their teeth in and to actually be, give a, a positive message for change. Yeah, I mean the ambulance issue. I know it's a national issue and, and that it's, you know, people are waiting too, too long for ambulances everywhere. But because we've had issues with our, our hospitals as well, it's, it's kind of extremely bad here. I mean, on Saturday, I was canvassing with Sarah Olney and she knocked on the door of a lady who'd lost her husband in the last couple of weeks while waiting for an ambulance. You know, it's, it's really real and, you know, it's really upsetting when that happens, but it, it shows that you've picked on the right issues and we need to, you know, we need to campaign on these issues because, you know, people's lives are at stake ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. Now, well, let's let's talk about what's happened on the ground. So I, I've spent, I, I had, I've had two sessions down in Shropshire about what's going, about what's going on. So I can give you what I feel and then you can probably tell me what if I'm right or I'm wrong. So <laughs> clearly, so for those that don't know, the Conservatives have picked a gentleman who's based out of Birmingham to do it. Now we have obviously highlighted that fact because you're, you're local, you live in you live in the constituency. Well, they've parachuted in a, a candidate, so to speak, and I cannot describe to you how badly that's gone down across yeah. across every everyone. Whether and what I found most interesting about the conversation I did yesterday, or sorry, two days ago, um, was there were people who were generally quite still pro-Tory, as in people who thought, you know. Boris Johnson had done the best he can. They knew Owen Patterson. These were really strong, firm Tories, and they were still switching to the Lib Dems. Mm -hmm. Now, for that, for those of us who do campaigning a lot, direct switching from the main party to you is gold dust. It's absolutely gold dust in terms of, and if, if that's Adam, and it wasn't just one or two, there were many, many people in just the kind of patch I did on 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 saturday so is that being reflected have the tories really messed this up i think so i mean it's it's it comes up on every other door you knock on basically you know people around here we don't have a transient population in the way that you might do in an urban area you know people have, a lot of people here have lived here their whole lives and um and and they're offended actually yeah but it's not he's not local or at least he hasn't come from a similar type of place and it's a bit like again reflection on Chesham and Amersham where uh, the candidate the toy candidate there just kind of kind of got dropped in and it just went down so badly and just gave it gives Tory voters that might be grumpy for all sorts of reasons with the Conservative Party because you know the Conservative Party has had all sorts of issues going on nationally that it gives them an excuse not to vote Tory and in a by-election when the Lib Dems can throw effort into it that it's just a terrible strategy from their point of view 
Yeah. I mean, he hasn't even got a Birmingham, he's, he's even got his Birmingham address on the ballot paper. So he hasn't even found somewhere to stay for the duration of the election, which we, you know, we can't believe, basically. Yeah, um, and, and that'll be the final thing they see, won't it? When they go in, they'll see. Uh, oh, it's, it's, yeah. But you know what? We, we can thank the Tories for that as well, because <laughs> I suppose one of the things that some people might be saying, let's, OK, let's think what some people say. So why, why are the Lib Dems fighting here? When we came third, that would be one. And you've already mentioned we are actually on an upward curve, Labour on a downward curve. So actually we are the people to challenge it. But also by-elections aren't just about winning. We saw that. I mean, I didn't think we were going to win Cheshire and Amersham, but the lasting legacy of a by-election. So for you guys, not only are you getting thousands of points of data, you're getting new uh, volunteers, new members, new state sites. There's more, there are more victories than just want them winning a by-election yeah i mean i mean you know we're we're really encouraged by the data that we've got in so far you know i think we're going to get a really really good result here um and yeah it's it's we've got new members already you know it's a massive boost for the local party there's no question about it but but what but also what cheshire amateurs is is that we can win this as well and that's really important we, yeah, but we can't win unless people come and help us, really. So we need, you know, this is a big area. It's almost as big as Greater London, with eighty thousand voters in it, and it's and we need boots on the ground to reach all those people, and um and and put the leaflets in their doors and knock on their doors, and and we're finding that the the, the human contact, the canvassing, is actually, you know, we're actually changing people's minds on the doorstep. So we really do need people to come and help us. Yeah, because it, again, most of uh, our listeners and viewers will have heard us talk about this. When you're trying, when you're taking on an area that's new or or places that haven't had much contact because they've lived in a very safe Tory area or a very safe Labour area, actually getting them to switch the human contact, a face to face or a phone contact, giving them that nudge, say, well. You know what? I I didn't know who to vote for, but actually the Lib Dems came and knocked on my door. is extremely powerful and one of the biggest indicators of a successful campaign. Yeah, I mean, and lots of people say, you know, we, you know, no one's ever asked us what we think before, mm. and it's it is really really powerful. People feel like they're being listened to. Um, you know, we got a bit of a head start with that in in May, and again the feedback was the same. You know, you are literally the first person who's ever knocked on my door, and I've lived here for thirty five years, whatever. Um, and it and it goes down really, really well. And so, just to put everyone as well in the time frame, we actually haven't actually told people when the date of the election is. So it's the sixteenth of December. I assume most people who listen to this know that. So postal voters have started landing again. This is why we had a big push this weekend. Gone, didn't we? and I suppose we should thank on behalf of firstly everyone who came and helped, but also for people like me and you, Helen, who to get this sort of support from HQ and the staff, they really do go above and beyond, and hours beyond anyone could imagine. The team here are working so, so hard. You know, they're, they're tired now, but they're doing an absolutely fabulous job. They really are a great team. And as a candidate in a by-election, which obviously a new experience for me, you really have to trust your team because, because they're doing, the, you know, all of the heavy lifting, basically. And they are, they're absolutely superb. They're doing an, an amazing job. Um, um, sorry, go on. And I was just going to say, and then all the people that made it this weekend through the storm, I mean, we, it was quite spectacular here. We had a lot of trees down. I had to move a fence off my driveway before I got out on Saturday morning. You know, it really was quite bad, the storm here on, on uh, Friday night. And the people that made it all the way through the weather and then the bitter cold on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can attest that. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I am a fairly large guy who burns quite hot anyway. I had 
a thick T-shirt on, a jumper and a jacket, and it was still very cold. It was perishing on Saturday. Yeah. So thank you to everybody who did that. And then yesterday, of course, it poured with rain and it was cold again. So just, you know, massive thanks to the, all those people that have volunteered and given up their time and stood in the cold weather so far. And again, that kind of highlights, there's things that, are affect, and it's a bit like Brecon and Radnorshire, you know, you've got lots of little communities here, there and everywhere. So it makes canvassing slower than it normally would be. So you need more people. And likewise, yeah. when you get into a winter sort of election, again, wind, rain, other things getting away, slows you down more than usual so actually getting boots on the ground is so important to make sure we keep pushing because you know what the i think of other by-elections where whether we win or lose actually the more people the more legacy that by-election creates is so yeah. important to a local area yeah i mean the other sort of problem we've got with it being december is evening canvassing is pretty much a non-starter because um you can't see where you're going it's very poorly lit even in the towns in north Shropshire, so you can't pick out which houses you're meant to be going to and people are quite reluctant to open their doors which is understandable so you know the canvassing in the evening that we've done has been pretty pretty poor and just in terms of getting people to answer yeah um, so we're kind of confined to daylight hours so we do need boots on the ground absolutely so you think that, that so just to again for listeners who are listening to this straight away this is coming out on the monday so you, we might only have two weekends left to go out and get those us because there'll be some people like we know postal voters of london we know how important they are that from the canvassing i was doing the work we've done to target those postal voters has clearly been working in terms that we are getting tories to switch we are getting Labour vote feeling squeezed and actually no one even mentioned they were voting for the greens but that kind of the other parties are getting squeezed. The fact that if you want rid of the Tories, vote for Helen, that seems to be working. Um, but if we're going to, there'll be people, particularly the Labour votes, you know, like I say, that's not a, an insignificant chunk of votes, that 20 odd percent they get, actually squeezing that they vote later. There's not, there's not so many postal votes. So we have a couple of weekends and of course polling week to really get out there and get to those Labour and soft Tory voters. Yeah. Yeah, but we do. We really do need people on the ground, as I say, because we can't keep going until it's until ten o'clock at night because it's dark at half past four. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, right, how else can people help? So, obviously, there is there is obviously get there if you can. You know, not everyone can. The there's phone canvassing sessions going on. People can donate money as well. I say, all these by elections do cost money you know the you've like say you've got your hq you've got leaflets you've got you've got all sorts of stuff going so they're the ways people can help that's right yeah so um we need if you don't fancy wandering around in the cold which is understandable we still have loads of clerical jobs to do lots of envelopes to be stuffed addresses to be written on envelopes and so on and so forth so the HQ is lovely and warm. There's plenty of tea and biscuits. So if you want to come and sit in the warm and have a chat with some really nice Lib Dems, that's that, those jobs need doing as well. Obviously, we need people to deliver in Canvas. But there's three marathons a week, I think. Um, you can get the details of those on the uh, North Shropshire by-election Facebook HQ. Um, and uh, what else have I missed? No, I think I think you you must be and nearly donating. there. Yes, you can donate. <laughs> you can donate. Yeah, yeah. Like, like always, and there is a uh, there's a donate to the campaign. Obviously, most people have had the emails from HQ telling people how to donate. But what's what's really interesting for me, and I, I don't mind saying this uh, publicly, is that after May's election, some areas like uh, where I am had rough sets of elections in May. You know, we didn't do as well as what we had hoped, and myself and one of my other councillors came down on Saturday. 
And we had both, after that May elections, had taken a bit of a beating. He had lost a, a ward colleague. And he came away from Saturday really enthused, really excited. It was a chance. Because let's, let's be completely honest, we're in the mid-election cycle slump right now. You know, people are going, oh, we've got more years of this Tory government. How are we going to cope with it? And actually... And it can be difficult to motivate yourself when you're like in the middle of a general election cycle. Mm. This is a perfect way of motivating yourself. Actually, going being around a fantastic campaign with a brilliant candidate, trying to do some good in an area that, like I said, it's a shot to nothing for us. We've we've got there's nothing to lose for the Lib Dems here. It's almost like the perfect pitch, and that is one of the great things about by elections as well is that energy you can get from it. Oh, yeah. And I said that it's a really nice feel here. You know, the team's up for it. People have travelled from all over the country, you know, not even even further than where you've come from, even further than <laughs> Preston. Um, I've got that right, haven't I? You have got that right. That's yeah. right. I've got <laughs> the of the universe. Preston, That's right. No, but I have seen people from, from London, from Edinburgh, all sorts of places. Yeah, down. yeah. Cornwall, I think. So we've had people from all over the place and uh, it's got a really, really nice feel to it. So what's your, your final message for listeners then before we wrap up this interview? And, I, and I'll let you, because you, like you said about going out, it's going to get started getting dark in about two yeah, hours. I'm going after out we're going, yeah. <laughs> to get canvassing again. So what's your final message to listeners? It is, you know, there is something exciting happening here. The data looks really, really good, but we can't win unless you come and help us. We really do need people to come and help us. Well, thank you so much, Helen. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I, I will say from, from my point of view, you are doing such a great job handling everything that a by-election has to uh, throw at you. So, And you, you were brilliant on Saturday, meeting and greeting all the volunteers that came and things like that. So just keep sane, I suppose is the answer. <laughs> keep, keep, in, keep enjoying it. And I'll be, I'm going back down to Shropshire on polling day week. I can't make it this weekend, unfortunately, because other things booked but if you can make it do get down there if you can spare a bit of money do do that if you can get on the phones please do that as well there are loads of ways of helping that cost you no money and just a little bit of time but if you do have a bit of money or a bit of time do go help so thank you so much to everyone for listening and watching to the podcast we'll be back with a lot more episodes including we've got some more of our candidate episodes for parliamentary selections that have happened but also we are approaching believe it or not our 150th episode so we will be doing a live in-person episode where you'll get much more details about that and we've also got a christmas giveaway coming up as well so thank you everyone for watching make sure you follow helen i'll put all the links to the the shropshire hq and everything in uh, in the details of course you can only do that if you're a lib dem so any sneaky tory members hello by the way who are watching this thank you for getting to the end of the show but thank you helen once again have a wonderful rest of your day Helen and we will be back with another episode very soon